Shalom, and I hope all is well. My name is Yitzchak Schiffman. Thanks for tuning into this podcast, and I hope you enjoy the Torah classes in it. Now, on to the episode. Okay, Chevra. So yesterday we saw in Tafkuf Ayin Aleph, we saw the difference between being called Kadosh or Choteh if a person fasts. Don't worry, we'll do something very practical. Because you're always wanting to fast, right? So in if Bet, we're going to see another uh, element of fasting. If you remember the end of the sugya, right, the top of Yer Aleph and Bet, we said that a Talmid Chacham is not allowed to fast. Very interesting thing. A, a yeshiva student and a Talmid Chacham is not allowed to accept extra fast days on himself. Why? Because he diminishes himself from heaven, heaven's work. Torah, learning Torah, right. It's a very interesting idea here. So the, the Shulchan Aruch tells us, Tamid Chacham, a Torah scholar, is not allowed to sit in a fast day. He's not allowed to keep a fast day. Because if he does, he diminishes in his heavenly work. He diminishes in heavenly work. No, no. No, we're going over what is his bet. So what does it mean? It means a Torah scholar, even though there are people that you're allowed to accept fast days if you want, you're considered kadosh, if you can stand it, etc. But a Torah scholar is not allowed to because it will diminish him from heavenly work. Ela imken, unless Unless if the tzibur is fasting, because he shouldn't separate from the tzibur. So meaning if there's some public fast that was decreed on the public, so then the Torah scholar shouldn't separate from them. means he shouldn't separate from their fast days, he has to participate along with them. So to say, I don't care about that, he's not allowed to do Now the Shulchan Aruch tells us something fascinating. When it comes to those who teach little children, right? the top there, those who teach little children are like Talmidei Chachamim. Why? Why? So what would you say? Like, right? Because they need energy to teach the kids Torah. So those who are teaching the kids Torah, little kids, remember, little kids, they're like Torah scholars in this regard. They are not allowed to accept those additional fasts on themselves either because, again, it would take them away from their work. We'll see. There's another reason that's brought as well. But that's so, so far what we have in Si'if Bet. We have, first we said that Tamin Chacham is not allowed because it diminishes himself from Melechet Shamayim, from heaven's, heaven's work. The second thing we said is those who teach little children are also like, like Torah scholars in this regard. They're not allowed to accept extra fast days on themselves. We're looking sure. Let's look at the Mishnah Brura. Mishnah Brura at the bottom in, in a, a Si'if Bet. It's Sifkat and Gimel in the Mishnah Brura. You see at the bottom? Bet. No, no, you're in the wrong place. Um, Tamir Chacham says the Mishnah Brura. Mishnah Brura. Tamir Chacham. So the Mishnah Brura says, Somebody that the Torah is his livelihood. 
Nikrat Talmid Chacham Le'inyan Zeh is considered a Talmid Chacham for this regard. Af Bismanazeh, even today. Well, what do you mean the Torah is your livelihood? Who are we talking about? So it sounds like people that are learning in Kolel. Something like Avechim. that. Avechim. People that their entire life is dedicated to studying Torah, they're not allowed to accept additional fasts on themselves. Because again, because it would diminish from Elecha Chamayim. In Or Ashai, they're not allowed, says the Mishnah Brura. <coughs> Even if they could withstand the fast. Remember, we said in the last Se'if that a regular person, if he could withstand an additional fast day, again, like we said, as a teshuvah for, not, for disregarding certain mitzvot, he should, it's a kadosh. He, even if this, this Torah scholar, even if he could hold this, he could sustain this fast day, he's not allowed to, even if it doesn't damage him, he's not supposed to. That's at the top of the page on Mem Zayin, on the top of here. Umikol makom, nevertheless, mitma'it limudu'a yedek because it's going to diminish his work through accepting this additional fast, and therefore he's not allowed to accept these additional fast days. It's the Shulchan Aruch. We're going to get there in a minute. Hold on. Um, one second. Now on the side, I see over here, just I'm going to read to you a footnote from... Uh, the Igrot Moshe. Even if he won't diminish the hours of Limud. Listen to what he says. The, uh, sorry, the Peleoet says, and the, the, the Ramosha Feinstein, Igrot Moshe, he writes, that the fast, what does it mean? It messes with his head. And he won't be able to learn bi'iyun. I'm reading off a footnote here. You don't have it. So even if in the same amount, he'll do the same amount of hours, but in echut, in, in uh, quality, thank you. In echut, right. Is echut and kamut. Kamut is, is quantity, echut is quality. In quality, he'll be somewhat lacking, so he's not allowed to accept additional fast days on himself. Okay, good. So means even if his schedule won't get messed up, if it'll cause him to be exhausted, etc. It's an assumption, exactly, exactly. Can I ask a side question then? Sure. What about, so, Talmid Chacham, what about Tanit Tzibur? Exclude Tisha B'Av and Yom Kippur, which is like Chumor. You came late, but the Shulchan Aruch addresses, look, look. We're talking about where he's accepting personal fasts. If there's a public fast, he's not allowed to be Porish Minat Sibu. What about Rebbe Tzadok? Oh, yeah, he had a He said that the, 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 what he's talking about, the Gemara tells us in Gitin, there was a great holy rabbi, Rebbe Tzadok. His name is Rebbe Tzadok. Tzadok HaKohen, actually, is a Kohen. He accepted. I think years of fasting because he knew there was going to be a korban by Bayit Sheni, and uh, it didn't. I mean, it didn't help anyway. So the Beit Hamikdash was destroyed. I mean, I guess it helped in some way, but ultimately, how could he accepted those? I mean, I guess he knew about the korban. He had a special reason, I guess. But in general, they're not allowed to. That's what we're saying. Also, we're talking about where it's for personal reasons. The Chayyim. We said, you're doing it for personal reasons, that's a teshuvah because you trampled certain mitzvot. So in that regard, we're saying, Talmid uh, Chacham doesn't have the right to, and we'll see actually in a moment, if he wants to still accept, there's certain things he could do instead. We already spoke out certain things, we'll, we'll mention more now. You actually mentioned this the other day. Talmid Chalom, it's a good question. It, it, it sounds like it's not so simple. That's the point. It's not so simple. What did I mention? Look, I'll show you. 
So continues the Mishnah Bura. Yeah, it does sound like that. It's not so much a teshuvah. It sounds like it's more to break a bad gizardin. That's what the Gemara says in Mishnah Bura. But it has to be a specific chalom. Yeah. That's true. If it's mitzta'eh or suffer from the chalom. I don't know. That's a good question. And if he remembers it. Yeah, he obviously has to remember Let's continue here. At the top of the page in the Mishnah, again, like we mentioned yesterday, this is all where he doesn't have specific sins. But if he has particular sins that he needs to fast because of them, which we said yesterday, there's certain Averot that are brought down that the Kapara for those things is to fast, whatever those are. In those cases, Gam Talmid Chacham Tzarich Leitanot, the Talmid Chacham also has to fast, even if it's difficult for him. He has to. So, so far, um, we're saying is he's not allowed to stam except these additional fast days. With the Tzibur, he would have to, because you can't be poor Ishmael Tzibur. But if it's the ones that he needs specifically to fast for, those sins, he should. And this is very interesting. Atamid Chacham does not need to afflict himself. The Sagef is to uh, self-flagellate. It means to afflict himself with fasting. Rather, what could he do? Matan mentioned this the other day. Another suggestion is he could learn a little bit more than he is accustomed to learning. So what does it mean? The Midrash Tan Chuma tells us a similar idea. The person sinned, and he was liable to be killed by heaven. He, he did some sort of an Avera. What should he do in order to live? If he's used to learning one Perek, let's say Mishnayot, or Chumash, whatever it is, he should learn two chapters. If he usually learns one daf, say daf gemara, daf mishnayot, whatever it is, he could learn two dafim. Meaning another way to achieve a kapara for certain sins, learn a little more than the measure that you're used to learning. But the Mishnah Baruch says, this entire idea of fasting as a kapara of any sort you can't forget the main point. This would only be effective if he did teshuva from his negative ways, meaning he fixed up whatever it was that he was doing wrong. If that's not true, it's like a person going to the mikvah while holding on to a dead creature that's and making him tamed. Meaning to say is, just to engage in fast days, but you're not willing to improve on the sins that you're doing, the fast day is not going to accomplish anything. So this is, a, it's, it's a built along with someone that does teshuvah for whatever the issue is, and fasting that might be some sort of a kapara. This goes on to say, look what I learned in the Vyar Lacha. Fine. Um, okay. One second here. Something. Okay, we'll see that maybe in a moment. Okay, let's continue. 
Before we get to the Baruch one second. Let's see if Katan here now. This is very interesting. Those who teach little children Torah are like Talmidei Chachamim. They're not allowed to engage in personal fast days. Okay. They have two reasons not to engage. One, because they diminish in Melechet Shamayim, that they would be teaching Torah to kids. And two, they're stealing from people. Why are they stealing? Because they're paid to teach kids Torah. And if they're weak and they can't do a proper job, they are weak. That's the point. So if they're weak, they're also not going to be able to teach properly. So not only is it a personal issue that they can't teach Torah like they're supposed to, it also is a financial infraction. Oh, you could say that about any job. Because even other jobs are not allowed to stump fast. He says, yeah, any other job, if you're going to fast, it's going to take away from your quality of work. If you're going to do a personal fast as a teshuva, you're not allowed. Because that's your personal issue that you're taking out now on your business. That you're paid to do, not allowed. So for sure, if you what can you not do on your fast and you have a job? If you're weak, if you're weaker, you can't do as good of a job. How can you be? It's not like you're dead. You know? Saying it depends. If you're not, then that's fine. <laughs> you are, it's a problem. It's a problem. That's a problem. I give you another way also. Imagine you work as a salesperson. If you don't eat, you're going to be cranky. You're not going to be a great salesperson. Meaning, just as it's, you think about it, like some people when they're hungry they get cranky. So who says you're? So I'm just saying, who says you're allowed to accept that at the expense that in your job you're going to do a bad job? They don't have a right for that. So therefore, he says certainly when it comes to those who teach kids to run. He's not a salesperson. He's a boss. Well, the boss is the boss of everything. Again, I, I got a note yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. for my employees. <laughs> I could hear that. I could hear that calculation. That's not a financial issue so much, though. But you're, you're yeah. not providing the service. You're like still the, teaching yeah. the kids. You're not teaching them as well. I hear. I mean, here, yeah, yeah, I hear that. I guess it would depend to the degree that it affects. But like, it's really like we said before. Right, right. You have to know. Some people, by the way, some people can go all day without eating, and they're perfectly fine. There's people like this. They're perfectly fine. So that. And then there's other people that have to lie in bed all day. So, so the extreme. to have like it has to have consequences. Right. Yeah. Yeah. We're talking about where somebody accepts personal fasties because he negated certain mitzvot. Okay, right? but I mean, it's reasonable to assume that you're going to suffer a little bit. Correct. But the problem is they can't be, that's what we're saying. Exactly. You can't, you can't cause yourself to suffer as a kapara of some sort, as an atonement for something, so that the guy who's hiring you and paying you to do a job good, and you end up doing a poor job, that's not allowed. I, I, I hear that, Kajman. I hear what you're saying. I can hear. That's the other way of looking at it. I hear. I can hear that. I don't know if that's, if that's necessarily as severe, meaning you do have certain responsibilities, but if you're a little less warm one day, I don't know if that's going to necessarily affect any bottom line versus your employees. If they're cranky and they send away customers because of that, or I don't know, they're just too tired to function, that, that's going to affect the bottom line. I hear, but I, I can hear both ways. Yeah. But what's the point if you're faced and you're not suffering? Well, that's the thing. No, that's true. You do suffer, but it won't affect your production. That's the point. I understand. Yeah. But if you, okay. yeah. Let's say you can handle the fist and you yeah. didn't suffer. Yeah, well, you will Where suffer. Where's the atonement? You are going to suffer. I don't know anybody no, can go a whole day without feeling a little bad. They're gonna Why? Bad. Let's yeah. Doc can tell you he's working sometimes, not busy. 
12 hours you don't eat. Your belly, you for feel. sure you're not working as well. You know, your male competitor is a little harder to make up for. Exactly. Let's say you're a sort of root to somebody. Exactly, right. Yeah, that's, I, I, could hear, I could hear that. So I could definitely. <laughs> let's, say, let's say you make it through work, but then you're rude to your Yeah, no, no. I but here is two doctors, for example. Week, don't it's you not, you didn't easy. have some days that you were busy, and for 10, 12 hours you didn't have time to eat even, to drink? I mean, I know when, I, when it's a fast day and I have to work, I get a headache and it's bad. But let's say you prepare yourself. You woke up before Alot Shachar, you drink coffee, you drink your water, and you're good. Okay, let's get back to the topic, though. The point is to get back to the topic here. So, kids, so what we're coming out here in terms of sock, we're saying is regular people could accept or consider kadosh as long as it doesn't affect them negatively. It hurts them. Physically, they become damaged. Chamidei Chachamim and teachers of children, they're not allowed to because, again... It's not their call. They are going to be It's not allowed. And we said, fine. Really, it's a double issue. But again, you're talking about when you're doing something for yourself to atone for sins. Yes, yes. Yes, exactly. But but we still said, if it's certain sins, which we're not going to discuss what those are, but apparently there are certain sins that part and parcel of the tshuva process is fasting, and that's not included in this. It means even the Talmud Echach have to accept, even if it's hard for them, etc. Let's say there's a yeah. box of like going on in this room. Yeah. Decide you're going to fast. So that might be if, and oh, you're doing that's it individual. Because you want to take that upon yourself as a school yeah. for the class. Yeah, for yeah. Well, how does that fit in here? I, I hear, I hear. Again. Well, maybe Talmud Chacham doesn't matter here because it's not a person. This is like a Zerai. But you're accepting it personally. You're accepting it personally, but you're trying yeah. to do it. I don't know. That's a different story. Here we're talking about for sins you were stamping on. So I'm at mitzvah. Sins. Because they did the. Let's just for a second, though. The, the, they just called it off. The uh, Sefer Hasidim they writes. It for, uh, listen to this. Hello. The Sefer Hasidim writes like those who are Osek, he, he compares. Hello. 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 The Sefer Hasidim writes. Those that are osek in tzachetzibur, those that are involved in public affairs. What does this mean? Shtadlan. Shtadlan, a person shtadlan? that is like a, a poli- try to improve himself. No, no, etzel amelech. Is that is that like a, a politician? Is that what it is? Shtadlan. Shtadlan etzel amelech. Shtadlan is to to get better. Is that like a politician? With a dollar or a gimel? A I think it's shtadlan. Shin taf. I think I think what it means is people that work on behalf of the public and work with the authorities for public for public uh, public good. So those people with sochet zibur. The Sefer Chassidim writes, they're considered like those who teach children Torah, and they're also not allowed to cause themselves to suffer, because otherwise they'll cause others to have problems. The Tzibor will suffer because of their personal suffering, and they're not allowed to do that as well. So I guess it depends on the level we're talking about. Very interesting. That's what would come out. Anyone can say that. Yeah. 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 It's a person that works in, a, in the, the, the government or something. Askana mishtadelet el hashiltonot. Askanim, yeah, exactly. Like a baal bayit. Yeah, 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 yeah. It's very interesting. Kids are so fine. So that's what we have there. It's close to the plate. Right, right. No, I know that's what we have. It's like Stephen Miner. Stephen Miner. That's what he's probably. If you know you're gonna get weak, then don't do it. Exactly. If he doesn't do nothing to you, so but just to remember, just to put pull this back for a second. Really, what we're coming out? What? Shtadlan. Shtadlan. But just to, just to put it into perspective, we came out already at least three alternative options. I want to be clear about this. What did we say? Three alternative options. 
So the first thing we said was, right, the first thing we said is, if someone's eating a meal, and he's, a, he's not finished eating, he could pull back and say, I'm not going to fill my, fill my belly. And that's already considered like a little bit of a tanit. Tanit dibur, which is a, a refraining from talking, meaning that you don't refrain from eating and drinking, but you refrain from talking. And the third we just said is increasing in your limud. These are three things that can act like the koch of a fast day, either for those who have trouble fasting. I mean, look, we said here, uh, is like so you can hear, maybe there would be. But the point is, the Mishnah himself suggests alternative options for those who it's difficult for. So those are definitely things that are within our capacity. And Tanit Dibur, depends, a little bit difficult sometimes if you're working. We're going to get there actually later in the Gemara, we'll see. We'll get Tanit Dibur, consider if I can, I can text. In the Tanit in the Shalot, we're going to get there. It's a if I work by text. Huh? Text? Hey, text everybody. Right, so if you only text and you work, you're just no. working by chatting. Is it considered still Tanit Dibur? I don't think there so. There is sort of con- communication. That's what I'm saying. It seems like it. So that would be difficult. We had uh, Rav Scheinberg. Uh, he was once, he stayed at my house. Many, many years From ago. San Antonio? No, that's South. Rav Scheinberg. And he had a tiniest dibur on Shabbos. Well, so maybe you're allowed. That could be. I just want to finish off this section with one last point. The Be'or Lacha, if you look, the Be'or Lacha on this on Memzayin here, over here, Be'or Lacha, it's over here. He says, see, from the Mishnah Barah we came out that when it comes to a Talmid Chacham, if there's specific sins that he did that require fasts, even if it's going to cause him to suffer, he has to do those fast days. But he quotes over here the Chaye Adam. If you look, you see? Even for those sins that the Rokeach, the Sefer Rokeach, speaks about, that you need to fast, if it's a Torah scholar whose business is his Torah, even today, he shouldn't cause himself to suffer. Rather, he should return in front of Hashem with a, to- a complete heart. Cry from the depths of his heart. And learn more than he's accustomed to learning. We just learned this. Because Torah is a mikveh tara. The Torah is a purifying mikveh. And it's like fire. The asher Anything that goes into the fire goes through the fire and is purified. So somebody that really learns Torah seriously, it purifies him, and therefore he doesn't have to fast today. Even for those sins that are listed, whatever those sins are, that there's many fast days that you have to fast. Even those, if you increase in your Torah learning, it purifies you from that. The Yemait Mikola Ta'anugim, and he could detract from the pleasures of this world. The Yochal Rakadeh Kiyum Gufo, right, meaning diminish in his eating so that he shouldn't be weak. So that he still has energy to serve Hashem. Not to go to parties. Okay, goes on to say, the Yishmor Shabbat, keep Shabbat property. Fine. So he says, Bikitzer, even for those Averot that there's particular fast that the Sfarim talk about, increase in Torah study, it's, Torah study is the cure-all. It's mikveh tahara, it's esh. You go through it, you get purified. 
Some people do this. If it's possible, you could fast one day out of the week. Every Monday, Thursday, Monday, till chatzot. Very interesting. Every I know people. I know people who do every Monday, Thursday happens to be. Yeah, yeah. Yes. And the main thing is that he cries and he accepts not to do this in the future. Because Hashem knows what's in our hearts. Okay, that's that's the sefer chayadam. Kitzur. So what we've come out over here is. He said till chatzot. He says Yeah, it's interesting. I, I, I happen to know somebody. She's a big tzaddiket, and she fasts every bahav, the day, the day. She fasts every Monday, Thursday. She fasts every Monday. Thursday. She's a holy. She's a holy person. She's probably a kadosh. I mean, that's what it would be. But the bottom line, what coming out is, is that this she whole, can function. She can function a hundred percent. An old lady. Yeah. We approve her. No, well, a very, very special person, basically. I have a question. Yeah. Out of this thing. Yeah, yeah, no. Why are you making so much about learning Torah? There's got to be some kind of idea. It's not. Why Hashem don't say, let's help the people? Just Torah, Torah, Torah. What, what's the idea? What are we gaining out of all the Torah? Torah? Tell you what I think. What do you think? I think. By learning Torah and get, really getting all this, you get smarter. And you could handle your life ten times better with everything else. Just by learning Torah, you, get, you understand the I agree. That's what I think. I, I agree. It might be a different reason. No, I agree, I agree. Yeah? Meaning Torah is Chokhmat Hashem. The and, more and Torah we learn... You handle yourself and if you Right. Everything the more we know how to function. hundred percent. I agree with you about that. I want to add one point and then I want to move on to the next point. But one point is, is that when we learn Torah, Sfarim bring down, I believe it's the Ramchal who says this. He says, it's probably a Maimar Chazal. He says that even if there's somebody who's involved in Averot, but if he's learning Torah, or Shabo Machzirim Lemutav, is that the fire of Torah will bring them back. Meaning, you can have somebody that's doing Averat, he's involved in the wrong lifestyle, but if he dedicates himself in Torah study, the fire of Torah, whatever that supernatural element that is in Torah, eventually it will penetrate and cause him to come back to the right direction. And I think there's a tremendous lesson in that, really, a tremendous lesson. People, you know, we do things wrong sometimes, we do things wrong, but when we study Torah, there's something that HaKadosh Baruch Hu puts into Torah, that if we really learn Torah with a seriousness, it ties into what we just said, it will bring us back. It will, it's it's, it's avtacha. It's, it's a guarantee. If we're studying Torah, we're trying, we're trying to study Torah, even though we trip up, we make mistakes, even though someone's off the derech, he's in the wrong place, or shebo machziro lemutav. The fire in it brings him back to the right place. There's something really real there. So what you're saying is for sure true, which is that the Torah we study, it, it shapes our minds, it guides us to be able to make the right decisions in every situation in life, because it's the Chochmah of Hashem. But on top of that, it's a connection to the infinite. It's a connection to HaKadosh Baruch Hu. Then if we retain that, we really retain that work and work and work, eventually it penetrates and brings us back. That's the bottom line. Like, why put so much about That's Torah? it. That's like, exactly right. That's just it. because we yeah. get smart, therefore we're going to start doing the right thing. That's, that's, yeah, that's true. 
That's, that's the Gemara in Kiddushin. It says, that there's the idea of learning to perform. It's all true. Yeah. And if we're not going to learn, how are we going to be able to learn? Well, why is that true, though? Why, 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 why? The point is that uh, uh, it's going, if the Torah is going to purify you, it seems to me that these guys who are coming up to I mean, it's much more, uh, they, they get more out of it per, let's say, ounce of energy. I understand. Than maybe the average person does. And the average person may, you may, you may make a case, and I'm not saying, I'm not arguing with Gazal on this, but I'm bringing up the point which Joseph right, right. You know, I mean, uh, if you do the, uh, maybe they should have more of a balance. It's along the spectrum. Do more of the actions of Masim Tovim, because then that's immense in the That's what Otherwise I said. Otherwise, it's just you theoretically. Know. But a lot of us, we go out of a kashir here, uh-huh. you don't necessarily you take it home. I hear that. I'm not sure that's true, though, because maybe a Talmud Chacham, that guy, he can apply it in a certain way. If you like the way you're saying it, that's a little more deep, let's say. But then we can apply it on our level, meaning each person on their level should should hopefully, after learning anything, whether it's a uh, ox gored the cow and what's the halacha, or how to write a get, or whatever, whatever it is, and apply that in some way, it's very important, even if it's a, not as deep, but in some way, in some way. Yeah, 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 I think. But given that there's a spectrum of people, and the Talmud Chacham is the, let's say, this well, he has to. What's saying? Tom Chacham has to do actions too. He's not doing actions, or he's not taking it. It's not going to be like we're out there, let's say, in the field doing this stuff. No, there's no pitur. Most of the many of these coming are coming. They're not out there. I'm just well. Now you're conflating two. You're conflating two issues. One second. There's two issues. You're talking about work, or you're talking about masim tovim. The two different issues. I, I'm not sure that that I hear I, because that's sort of yeah, your people more of action your people who are that's the level that we relate to God more on right right so it seems to me that um, when you say well the Talmud Chacham should learn some more that's like okay you know that's like he's just giving you more candy or something like that's what he enjoys doing you know yeah but the Talmud Chacham he's the one that could teach us a lot of things that we don't know right. and those things going to create us doing better things without him teaching us maybe we don't know I don't know a lot but our, our I don't really hear your question are you asking a question I'm not stopping your question right right for the Talmud Chacham to tell him to learn more you're not going to need many Tzar okay so, so how is that really um, doing Shuvah well, well I don't know Tzar I'm Tzar it's dedication more dedication more dedication you know what he's not going to have the 15 minute bathroom break not going to have meaning that's that's giving something up the point is he's gonna whatever give whatever the example would be 
each person on their level, each person on their level. You know, they say a story, and I heard the story. You don't even mention Nassim something, man. Like, like the, uh, if you're doing correctional work, mm-hmm. the judge says, okay, we want you to do 200 hours of chesed. Because we want the person to get used to doing chesed or something. That's not being talked about here. That's not an you're, ask, you're asking, why wouldn't that also count? Well, first of all, he did say to, uh, someone who's involved in Tzorchei Tzibur does count. Like, like someone who teaches kids Torah. So there is that relationship. I will add, I will, well, I mean, you could hear that definitely. Someone's involved in public affairs. Someone is benefiting the public. There's no question. There's a Gemara in... I, th- I think it is. I would imagine it is. Listen, you're benefiting the public, causing more people to come learn, learn Torah. That's something. I will add is that there's a Gemara in Brachot that talks about, fifth parak, it talks about how when we go to pray, you're only supposed to get up to pray mitoch koved rosh, from uh, with a serious mentality, subjugation, Rashi says. And then another shita in the Brayta says, you should go to pray after learning halacha, learning some Torah, learn a little Torah and then go to pray. So Tosafot so Tosafo there says, and somebody that's osek b'tzachet tzibur, he can go straight into davening. Somebody that's involved in public affairs, it's akin to learning Torah, and therefore he's allowed to jump right into prayers. So, I don't think what you're saying is off. I think you're right. But that, that ties back into a completely different discussion, which we actually spoke about recently, which is this balance, this work and Torah learning balance. That's a different sugya. We happen to just learn it in Brachot and Amud Yomi, that's why I was... But anyways, that's a different sugya. This is different, uh, different levels. Okay, Chaver, I wanted to just finish up here with one last point, which is, you turn back to Tav Kuf Samachet. This is just the last point that we said in Bavel. Remember we said in the Gemara, Tav Kuf Samachet, flip back a couple pages. Se'iv Vav. You see that? Se'iv Vav. Tav Kuf Samachet. Exactly. I do. This we paskin in the Gemara. But we said in the Gemara that there's no Tanitzi born Bavel other than Tishabaav. So we explain. So we explain from Rashi. What does it mean? Chumra. The Chumra of Tishabaav, which is that you're not allowed to do work. It starts the day before. That only exists regarding Tishabaav Yom Kippur. It doesn't exist by the other fast days. Remember we said that. So this, let's just pass in this, and then next tomorrow, God willing, we'll pick up with the new Gemara. Ein tanitzi bor bevavel. So the Shulchan Aruch says, "There's no tanitzi bor in bavel le'aser bimlacha to prohibit work or le'hafsik mibeodjom to stop eating while it's still day, meaning the day before, versus the next morning." El atishabav bilvad. Besides for tishabav, meaning. When it comes to Tishaba Av, you have to stop working the day before. You have to stop eating the day before. There's a prohibition of work. There's Chumrot, we know. The other fast days in Bavel didn't have it. Tosafot told us there, by the way, it's because there's not as much of a shortage of rain in Bavel, whereas in Israel there is. So that's a sugya by its own again. I think we say you shouldn't. In the first half a day, I know you're not supposed to, yeah. but it's not like, uh, I mean, me, I, I mean I, I've seen people go to work and stuff. Because it's, like it's, it's basically a debate in Minhag. Some places accept it, some didn't, and that's why L'Chathila was supposed to do it. Let's say they work in a government office or something like this, they require to go to work. Call off? Let's focus on topic again. Yeah. Get enough topic. Let's oh. There's a lot of questions that emerge. Yeah, 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 yeah. Let's continue here. So the Shulchan Aruch says, what's the nafkamina? What's the nafkamina? We're saying that in Bavel, the only public fast day that 
has these chumrotis to Shabbat So he says a very interesting nafkamina. We're going to get this later in the Gemara, but now that we're just doing this, see if it's Gedad see. Hilkach, therefore, Yachid Shekibel Alav Ta'anit, if an individual accepts a fast on himself. So a guy's in Bavel, and he accepts a fast on himself. Mm-hmm. Now we're in doubt. Did he accept a regular individual's fast day, which means it only begins the next morning, and he's not prohibited in work, and he doesn't have to keep the chumrot of Tisha B'Av, or did he mean to accept the fast day on the level of Tisha B'Av? So the answer is, since in Bavel, there's only one day a year or two days a year that have such a chumrah, but the rest of the public fast days don't, we don't concern ourselves that maybe he accepted that higher level restriction and therefore he is permitted in those things that are prohibited on Tisha B'Av exactly the best thing to do when you accept the fast is to say I'm accepting an individual type fast day for tomorrow so meaning the nafgamina says the Shulchan Aruch is. Since in Bavel there's only two days a year that you have a level of fast that's so severe, and I'm going to add in what the Mishnah was about to tell us, they didn't have the fast days of rain like they had in Eretz Yisrael. It just didn't really happen. So therefore, if an individual accepts a fast day, we assume his intention was for a lighter level fast, not the stricter level fast. Says the Mishnah Rura, Sifkat Lamitet. And it's the third line in the, in the Mishnah Now we've mentioned this before. It's the same in all of diaspora. If you like, we're going to prove later. Meaning, this is the general rule. Chutz Laaretz follows Bavel's minhag, and therefore, in all of Chutz Laaretz, if you accept the fast day, we assume it's the lighter level fast. The Chatrila say it clearly, but if you didn't, that's the assumption. So the person who received upon himself a Tanit Sibur Chumra is not like Tisha Be'av, it's like well, if, he, if he specifically says, I'm accepting Tisha Be'av Chumra, that's a different story. But if he says I'm accepting a fast, right. we assume it's the yachid. Yes, that's what I'm yeah. So we're going to get to that next. So yeah, we're not going to talk about that now. It's a very, it's a big, we're going to get to that as well. It's like you didn't even fast, right? You now, this was your go. question yesterday. Let's go ahead in the Mishnah. I just want to finish this point because we're running out of time. What's the difference between Eretz Israel? Uh, ex- exactly. That's what we're going to address right now. Still what curious. about Eretz Israel? Listen to this. From this language, it implies that in Eretz Yisrael, if a person accepted a fast stam without articulation, what did it say? What would it sound like? That the level of chumrah of his fast would have to be higher. Higher. We would have to be concerned he was accepting a tisha b'av like fast. And he'd have to stop eating the day before, he wouldn't be allowed to do work. Now that would be in the times of the Gemara, because then they had fast days for rain in Israel, they didn't have them in Bavel. So there were more days in Israel that they were having the higher level Chumrah than in Bavel. Says the Mishnah Berurah, says Chafetz Chaim, perhaps today, we don't have those fast days in Israel. We don't have those public fast days with the higher level Chumrah. We don't have those fast days for rain like we're going to learn about, we've learned about in Ta'anit. So probably his intent is for a lower level Chumrah fast. But he 
says v'tzarech iyun. This needs explanation. He says, look ahead in uh, over there in Tafkufayin Hey. See if you have so Mashakatayin Exactly. The only reason the Gemara made a distinction is because in those days they had rain fast days ordained by the Chachamim of the time because they were short of rain in Israel and those had higher level Chumrah like we're going like to learn about in the Mishnayot coming up. So based on that, if somebody accepted a fast day in Israel, it is likely that was his intention because that's what he was familiar with. In Bavel they didn't have those, it was just two days a year, so that was not what they were familiar with. But they with. had more days but we don't know about them. One second, but today the point that the Mishnah is saying Mistama, it's logical that that wouldn't be true today. So now if somebody would stam accept a fast in Israel, probably he would also mean a lower level Chumrah. It says, but that's what he seems to be saying. Interesting to come out. Well, is just a miracle. Megillat Anid are, are days of Yom Tov. Remember, it was, it was Yom Tov. We're not allowed to fast. That, um, that happened things in, in Tevet or something that they, we will learn in Masayat Rosh that the last part of the Mikdash was destroyed it, and they didn't fast. There was few, oh, few, few other uh, things that happened, but they didn't call it a fast. But there was a specific reasons for the, the fast. I don't know. That we call it. What you're referring to? I'm, I'm not 100% remember the, the situation, but I remember that you that you uh, taught us that there was some some other events that maybe one of the leaders I don't know if it was Ezra Sofer that he died and oh, it was no. like other uh, tra- spoke tragic about that. events spoke about that. tragic events that we didn't face for them but they were like uh, even more like severe so maybe those are the events that you say that they are like homot for the the fest? I'm not sure. I'm not sure you're referring to. Chevel, let's stop here. Bezat Hashem. We'll pick up tomorrow night with uh, back to the Gemara. Chevel, move on to the next one again. Back to you.